All right, time for a new training program. Uh, this is basically coming because analyzing all the data from the things I've been doing so far in the year, it kind of became apparent to me that a little bit of tweaking or maybe a lot of tweaking will be necessary. My goal is still to, I still want to get to uh, a certain level of leanness. So burning fat is going to be primary, but what I realized was that the training I was doing, it wasn't even adequate to maintain my muscle. I lost a bit of lean mass in the process of uh, lean tissue in the process of dieting down. So it kind of makes me think that the variables I was focusing on were leaving something to be desired. So I'm going to tweak those and hopefully the remaining part of the year, I'm going to actually be able to maintain my lean tissue a little bit better while cutting down. And then that will hopefully be able to propel me into a more optimal way of gaining some actual muscle when I'm ready for that. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on there. So looking at the training I've been doing throughout the year so far, I've been doing I've I've done a few programs. I did a uh, high frequency, um, full body split to sort of start the year. So every body part five times a week. I did um, a push pull legs. I did that quite a few times throughout the year. It's, it was more or less my go to, and usually it was um, slightly adjusted. For example, I'd, instead of just doing push, I'd, which would be your chest, um, triceps, shoulders, I would do chest and biceps and back and triceps and legs and shoulders, I think was the split I did. That way I'd get extra work for the, uh, for the arms mainly and, and shoulders as well. Uh, so I did that split quite a lot. And I'd, I would vary it in different ways in terms of how I was how I was doing it, for example, for a while, I'd do it, I'd alternate strength days and hypertrophy days, and as well as doing that split, those kinds of things. Um, I did for the longest time for the transformation cut for most of that, I was doing a what was called a hybrid, uh, hybrid mass split, I think it was a so it was two days of strength, and then a three day hypertrophy split. So I've, I've done a lot of things. And so I was thinking, thinking about this in terms of, okay, if you, when you look at hypertrophy and uh, kind of things, there's known factors that contribute to it. And the ones that basically all of those programs seem to optimize or, or focus on is volume and frequency. So with those two things more or less maxed out in all those programs in different ways in, in terms of what the literature says to, is optimal, um, still wasn't enough. So makes me think, okay, what other factors might be worth addressing that might not have been addressed as much in those programs? One of them, obviously, would be dietary. Should there be, should I implement dietary changes? Maybe just bump my calories up a little bit. So because maybe I was in too much of a deficit, 
that's a tricky one to do because my fat burning rate wasn't so fast and my, my calories weren't ridiculously low and it's, it's a fine line there. So may or may not mess with that. But as far as training variables, the ones that immediately come to mind are intensity and metabolic stress. Those ones weren't the primary focus of the other trainings. And I suppose also uh, progressive overload. While yes, I was trying to lift my heaviest, the, the heaviest I could during those programs um, as close to failure as I could within the prescribed rep range, there wasn't a huge focus on progression. So those are the areas where I think maybe if I focus on uh, on them. And so then the question is, well, how am I going to do that? So immediately trying to come up with a program that focuses on both high intensity work as well as uh, metabolic stress seems a bit counterintuitive because they seem, generally speaking, at, at opposite ends of the spectrum. And you, so you, it's not it's not often that you see those two components trained at the same time. In fact, this is normally where peri periodization will take a block to focus on one than the other and and so on. So, um, so trying to create a program that would focus on them as well as, of course, progressive overload. And uh, looking into that, actually, I came across DC training or dog crap training. And this seems like it might have the kind of focus I need. And so it is lower volume. It claims to be high frequency, but it's lower frequency than what I'm used to. I think it's maybe high frequency compared to like the old bro splits or whatever, where you do one body part per week. Um, but for me, I usually do it at least twice a week anyway. So, um, so I guess normal frequency, but uh, lower volume overall. Although it does kind of make up for it by virtue of using rest-pause sets, and that's actually how you get the metabolic effect too, and um, and, and training to failure on, on the compound lifts. Um, I should say the, the creator of it, Don, Dante something or other, uh, come back to that, but his philosophy on eating is not, well, he's basically a guy that says you should spend a few years like eating tons and tons of food to get huge. Again, I don't think I want to do that, training actually seems like it might be exactly what I need. One thing I do have to admit with that dog crap style of training that concerns me is the fact that you only train three days a week and uh, it's one, <laughs> one exercise per body part uh, per workout. Uh, it's a two-day split, so basically you're going to get uh, one, uh, you're going to work each body part about every, uh, give or take, uh, well, about twice in a week. Uh, but it's only one movement. Now, typically that's sort of artificially increased by the rest pause sets. Um, some body parts you don't do rest pause, you add a second set in. So even still, that's only two sets. Um, so four sets total in, in the week. So, is that enough volume? I would say probably in a caloric deficit, when the intention is uh, maintenance, it 
almost certainly is. Uh, if muscle growth is the intention, well, I'm thinking potentially maybe because certainly you won't have, or you shouldn't have the problem, I would think, of potentially overtraining or overfatiguing a thing where to the point where you can't recover enough to progress the next time. Uh, is it frequent enough to be optimal? That I don't know. And as I, I say, it's a bit, I, I'm a bit nervous to cut down my volume that dramatically. I don't think I've been really doing myself any favors in the efforts to try to research this and find this because all I've been finding is more and more contradictory data from differing people who seem invested either financially or just they've bought into a system they deem to be optimal and uh, arguing it tooth and nail. So it's, it's hard to get good, accurate, consistent information. Uh, one of the things I happened to click on was a debate between uh, Mike, Mike Isertel and Greg Doucette where they, it was a long conversation and I don't know, it was kind of pointless in the end. I think Mike Isertel seemed, uh, he seemed upset at Greg for various things that he felt Greg was saying about Jeff Nippard. All three of those guys I like and, and I think they agree more than they disagree, but Mike seemed seemed to want to bring up some things he didn't like about what Greg allegedly said about Jeff, or at least what Jeff said Greg said about it's just so much freaking drama. That's just it. It was all drama. And I mean, even um, the closing remarks, you know, Greg, Greg was saying, well, find somebody who, you know, you um, resonate with and, and try what they have to offer and um, Mike said well don't don't do that he was basically t telling people not to listen to Greg was his underlying message there don't listen to Greg listen to um, listen to someone who speaks calmly and and <laughs> and does the science so you can smartly do it and he made some weird comment he said uh, um, that anybody who, who takes the effort to click YouTube videos would take do enough would have the self-motivation to train hard enough so tra telling someone to train hard enough or harder than last time is pointless a weird conclusion to come to for a scientific person I think um, but the bottom line is as I say trying to find some kind of consensus on this is an effort in futility uh, but it's also an act in futility to keep doing the same thing so I suppose that's why why in essence I want to try this new style of training training just see what happens maybe I'll respond good to it you know I have to give it a fair shake though that's the problem I can't fall off the wagon too quickly and the reality is is I've been I read several now of Mike Isertel's books uh, Greg's books uh, Jeff's programs these guys I've read them, I've taken from them, I've, I, I've incorporated lots of their messaging and the results during this time have been, in my opinion, suboptimal. So just, just doing, um, just following the science, 
just following the recommendations of one individual. Even individuals I highly respect, like I do actually respect all these guys. I highly respect Tom Venuto, who made the hybrid program I did. Um, didn't get me the results I wanted. Now again, this could be just that even though I, I think my protein intake is high enough, maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe there's a nutritional aspect I'm missing. Maybe there's a, a micronutrient I'm missing. I don't know. But bottom line is, uh, it's time to change something. And this is definitely different. It's kind of funny talking about these personalities and stuff. The guy, uh, Dante Trudell, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, the guy credited with this dog crap system that I'm about to attempt. Uh, <laughs> from, I haven't seen really a lot of videos or whatever of him, but I've seen his writing and I've read a lot of his writing over the last couple of days. He's got this very kind of Mike Mensery uh, vibe about him, which I don't really like. I mean, it I liked, I kind of liked listening to Mike Menser back in the day, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've tried a couple of his programs. Actually, I have one of his books. Um, I didn't do it for long. I didn't find it really worked well for me way back in the day. I don't know. Maybe this will work better. But personality-wise, it's funny because I just, I, I don't like that. Like, it's it can be entertaining, and it can grow on you after a while, but it's just this whole attitude like kind of talking down to people and saying yeah basically my way is best and every other way is stupid and that kind of thing it's just like it's a bit obnoxious um and i know from from what i've read about uh trudell's um dietary recommendations he's very much into the bulk 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 as i was saying and he's like you know you've got to basically you, you can't worry about being fat if you don't want to be in his words what did he say like a skinny little fitness pretty boy or whatever it's like i don't know i don't know how i feel about that uh i i just don't like how i look in any time i've bulked in the past i just don't look ha like how i look I'd, I'd rather take a slow steady approach um but i'm I am hoping that, that there's something there, that there's something I can pull apart from this. And my real, as I said, my real concern here is that it is my own perseverance because I'm someone who I like routine. And I've said in the past, I was reviewing a program where it was, it was structured similar to this, where it's, you know, I've done um, like five by five training a little bit and that kind of stuff where it's, Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing. And I, I've had a hard time keeping up with that just mentally because I'm, I'm someone who needs routine. And so to like today, right now, I'm actually sitting outside the gym. I'm supposed to go in for cardio. It's like, I'm here at the gym, but I'm not going to actually be like lifting weights. It's weird for me. I'm definitely outside my comfort zone. And it's, it's, it's a challenge for me mentally. So it's kind of interesting that normally when I'm starting out a new training program, I'm quite excited about it. Not feeling that way as much this time. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I'm pushing beyond my comfort zone to a place that I ought to be. Um, I just, as I was trying to work through, okay, well, what what is at the root of my hesitations here? And I think, first of all, it's 
the, the concern that what if the volume's too low to be effective? And second of all, what if it simply isn't enjoyable enough to be sustainable? Um, primarily what I'm thinking of there is if I'm not training every day, will I still have the, keep the momentum? Uh, so my responses to that, again, when I'm sort of arguing with myself and debating this is thinking, well, first of all, because I'm only going to be working three days a week, I'm, I'm going to keep my routine pretty much the same. So those other two days a week, I'm going to be doing cardio instead. So I'm going to get an additional couple hours of cardio in for the week. So at the very least, my fat loss should be uh, improved. And that is still my primary goal. So that's not such a bad thing. Um, and, and the other thing is, if it turns out to be not effective, I can. it's pretty easy to bump up volume. Uh, easier to bump it up than it is to bump it down, as I'm seeing now. Um, and as far as being enjoyable or not, then, I mean, you know, maybe the, the fact that I'll be kind of delaying that uh, gratification or whatever will actually make me enjoy it or appreciate it a little bit more. You never know. Um, actually, and, and the key thing is I might actually respond better to the reduced volume. And if not, then I don't. But the other thing is that it might actually benefit me too in a sort of like deload type way. Like, so this might actually be beneficial in other ways in, in terms of it might actually help what I do next. So, um, so yeah, I am feeling committed. So I'm going to give this a go and, uh, and I'll follow up on how it goes.